Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Memory of Ram Golder and today we're Zichur's Yuma Daf Dawad, the first parak Shiva's Yami. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara brings up Brisa that's in accordance with Reish Chakish who taught that Moshe ascended into a cloud, was covered in the cloud, and was sanctified in the cloud. In order to receive the Torah for Yisrael in Kedusha, as it stated, Yishkon Kvot Hashem Har Sinai, and the glory of Hashem rested on Har Sinai, and the cloud covered him, Moshe, for six days. According to Yosi Aglili, Zehayamaisa Achar Sarasadibros, this incident occurred after the giving of the Sarasadibros, Shayutchil Arbin Yom, for the six days were the start of the 40 day period following the giving of the Sarasadibros. Rabbi Kiva says, Vishkon Kvot Hashem Rosh Chodesh, and the glory of Hashem rested on Rosh Chodesh Sivan, Prior to the giving of the Asersidibros, Vichaseyo Anun Lahar, and the cloud covered it, with the suffix it referring to the mountain. Rush explains that it cannot refer to Moshe because the six days prior to the giving of the Asersidibros, Moshe was constantly ascending and descending the mountain to relay Hashem's instructions to the people. The Bryce continues that when the Pasuk states, Vikra al Moshe, and he called to Moshe on the seventh of Sivan to impart the Asersid Dibros, Hashem was speaking to Moshe and all the people. And the Pasuk comes only to accord honor to Moshe by singling him out. Point number two, the Bryson continues. Rabbi Nassim says, The Pasuk comes only to purge the food and drink from Moshe's intestines, to make him like the ministering angels. Rashi explains that Rabbi Nassim holds like Rabbi Yossi Aglili, that Moshe was covered by the cloud. But, the Pasuk doesn't serve as a model for others who enter the Machinishchina. Rather, this sequestering of Moshe to purge his innards to resemble a Moloch was unique to Moshe. Rabbi Masi of Mincharish says, that the Pasuk comes only to instill fear in Moshe, in order that the Torah be given with fear, trembling, and quaking. As it says, serve Hashem with awe and rejoice in trepidation. Rav Adabar Masna said in the name of Rav, in the place of rejoicing, such as when receiving the Luchos, there should be trepidation. And point number three was taught in a Bryce of the Pusik states, and he called to Moshe and he spoke. Why did Hashem preface speaking with calling? The Torah teaches Derek Eretz that the person should not say something to his friend unless he calls him. Rabbi Manasseh, the grandson of Rabbi Manasseh, said in the name of Rabbi Manasseh, the great, From where do we know concerning one who says something to his friend that he's under admonition not to repeat it to others? Unless he says to him, go repeat it. For it stated in the Pesach, And Hashem spoke to him from the Olamod, Rashi says that the term Olamod is expounded as a contraction of, Do not repeat. So once again, the three topics are number one. The Gemara brings up Brisa that's in accordance with Rishwa Kishu taught that Moshe ascended into a cloud, was covered in the cloud, and was sanctified in the cloud. In order to receive the Torah of Yisrael in Kedusha, as it stated, Yishkon Kvot Hashem Ahar Sinai, and the glory of Hashem rested on Ahar Sinai, and the cloud covered him, Moshe, for six days. According to Rabbi Yossi Aglio, this incident occurred after the giving of their Sarah Dibros, for the six days were the start of the 40-day period following the giving of the Aserus Dibros. Rabbi Kiva says, And the glory of Hashem rested on Rosh Chodesh Sivan prior to the giving of the Aserus Dibros, and the cloud covered it with the suffix it referring to the mountain. Rashi explains that it cannot refer to Moshe because the six days prior to the giving of the Aserus Dibros, 
Moshe was constantly ascending and descending the mountain to relay Shem's instructions to the people. The Bryson continues that when the Putzik states, Be'yikra al-Moshe, and he called to Moshe on the 7th of Sivan to impart the Aserah Sidibros, Hashem was speaking to Moshe and all the people. And the Pasuk comes only to accord honor to Moshe by singling him out. Pointing to the Bryson continues, Rabbi Nassim says, The Pasuk comes only to purge the food and drink from Moshe's intestines, to make him like the ministering angels. Rashi explains that Rabbi Nassim holds like Rabbi Yossi at Galili, that Moshe was covered by the cloud, but the Pasuk does not serve as a model for others who enter the Machin Rather, this sequestering of Moshe to purge his innards to resemble Malk was unique to Moshe. Rabbi Masim and Harish says, Go ba'al kasav ela ayim olav, that the Pasuk comes only to instill fear in Moshe, in order that the Torah be given with fear, trembling, and quaking, as it says, serve Hashem with awe and rejoice in trepidation. Rav Adah bar said in the name of Rav, in the place of rejoicing, such as when receiving the luchos, there should be trepidation. And point number three, was taught in the Bryce of the Pasuk states, and he called to Moshe and he spoke. Now why did Hashem preface speaking with calling? The Torah teaches Derech Eretz that a person should not say something to its friend unless he calls him. Rabbi Manasseh, the grandson of Rabbi Manasseh, said in the name of Rabbi Manasseh, the great, from where do we know concerning one who says something to his friend that he's under admonition not to repeat it to others, unless he says, go repeat it, for it's saying the passage, and Hashem spoke to him from the Ohomod Lemor. Rashi says that the term Lemor is expanded as a contraction of Lo Emor, do not repeat. All right, so now we go to our Simon for Daf Dalad, and our standard Simon is a Delad, a door. So here goes. When the cloud covering the mountain, shaped like a massive door, purged the innards of the person standing at the bottom who was trembling in fear, he called his friend over to tell him what happened, and told him not to tell anyone. Once again, in slow motion. When the cloud covering the mountain, shaped like a massive door, door, that must be more of Dalit, Delit. When the cloud covering the mountain, shaped like a massive door, which reminds the more brings a bracer that's in accordance with Vishwakish, who taught that Moshe ascended into a cloud, was covered in a cloud, and was sanctified in a cloud, in order to receive the Torah of Yisrael and Kedusha, as it stated, and the glory of Hashem rested on Har Sinai, and the cloud covered him, Moshe, for six days. According to Yossi Galili, this incident occurred after the giving of the Sarasadibros, for the six days were the start of the 40-day period following the giving of the Sarasadibros. Rabbi Kiva says, and the glory of Hashem rested on Rosh Chodesh Sivan prior to the giving of the Sarasadibros, and the cloud covered it, with the suffix it referring to the mountain. The Bryson continues that when the Pasuk states Vikra Moshe, and he called to Moshe on the seventh of Sivan, to impart the Aserah Sidibros, Hashem is speaking to Moshe and all the people. And the Pasuk comes only Moshe to accord on to Moshe by singling him out. So when the cloud covering the mountain shaped like a massive door purged the innards of the person standing at the bottom, who is trembling in fear, which reminds us Rabbi Nassim says, the Pasuk comes only to purge the food and drink from Moshe's intestines, Wasuma Kamalchi Asharis, to make him like the ministering angels. Rush explains the Rabbi Nassim holds like Rabbi Yosei that Moshe was covered by the cloud, but the Pasuk doesn't serve as a model for others who enter the Machin Rather, this sequestering of Moshe to purge his innards or resemble Malach was unique to Moshe. Rabbi Masi ben Harsh says the Pasuk comes only to instill fear in Moshe in order that the Torah begin with fear, trembling, and quaking. As it says, serve Hashem with awe and rejoice in trepidation. Rabbi Masi said in the name of Rav, in the place of rejoicing, such as when receiving the luchos, there should be trepidation. So, when the cloud covering the mountain shaped like a massive door purged the innards of the person standing at the bottom, 
who was trembling in fear, he called his friend over to tell him what happened and told him not to tell anyone. Which reminds us, it was taught in a bride that the Pusik states Vikra al Moshvi Yadabr and he called to Moshe and he spoke. Why did Hashem preface speaking with calling? The Torah teaches Derek Harris that a person should not say something to his friend, El Imken Koreh, unless he calls him. Rabbi Manasseh, the grandson of Manasseh, said in the name of Manasseh the Great. From where do we know concerning one who says something to his friend that he's not to repeat it to others? Unless he says to him, go repeat it. We're saying the Pusik Yadabr, Hashem may love me, O Mod Lemor. And Hashem spoke to him from the O Mod Lemor. Rashi says, Rashi says that the term Lemor is expanded as a contraction of well, and more, do not repeat. So once again, when the cloud covering the mountain shaped like a massive door purged the innards of the person standing at the bottom who was trembling in fear, he called his friend over to tell him what happened and told him not to tell anyone. All right, now it's time for four blot back Chazara. Dav Chafal. So the symbol Dav Chafal is a car pronounced Ka by people from Boston. So here goes. The Ka, Ka, that must be more on Dav Chafal the Ka with the announcement sign that the Rabbani instituted no more Me'ila on Paraduma ashes, which reminds the Mishnah Dav Chaf Amaral stated that the sixth of the seventh night basin was regarding the Paraduma that there should not be Me'ila when using its ashes. Now Rabbi Shmuel Nachman said in the Rabbi Yochanan that it would seem from the Mishnah that the rice of the ashes should be subject to Me'ila, but the Rabban goes that they should not be. This contradicts a brice that states that the rice of the par itself is subject to meal, but not its ashes. So Rabbi Elbaal answered that at first, since the ashes were not subject to meila, people would debase it and put it on their wounds for medicinal purposes. The Rabban therefore decreed that the ashes should be subject to meila, the Rabbanan. Once the decree accomplished its purpose and people became restrained in using them, the Rabbanan goes there that the ashes should not be subject to meila, following the derisa din. So the Ka, with the announcement sign that the Rabban instituted no more Me'ila on Paraduma ashes, and that waded through the spittle-ridden, blood-filled upper marketplace where wild donkeys were speared, which reminds us that the opening mission of the Eighth Parak states that according to Rabbi Meir, all spittle that's found in Yishalayim is presumed Tahor, except for that what's found in the upper marketplace. Now regarding the upper marketplace, Rabbi Avin said in the Rabbi Yishub and Levi that there was a laundry operated by Nachim there, and since Nachim are deemed to have the tomb of Zavim, which means their spittle is Tameh, and the upper marketplace is frequent by many Nachim, any spittle found there was considered Tami. Rabbi Kanina said they used to spear wild donkeys there. Since the butchers were Nachim, their spittle was considered Tami. Rabbi Shubin Levi said that just as they were spearing wild donkeys to be the lions in the king's military, the only Ragalim were passing through on their way to Yushalayim, and they waded knee-deep in the blood. Their bun didn't tell them to refrain from appearing in the base of Migdash. So we see from here that Dam Nevela does not convey Tuma. The Gemara begins a lengthy discussion regarding the status of Dam Nevela. So the Ka, with the announcement sign that the Rabbani instituted no more Me'ila on Parduma ashes, and that waded through the spittle-ridden and blood-filled upper marketplace where wild donkeys were speared, was full of horrified women on their way to embroider and design the parochas, which reminds us. The Gemara addresses the different descriptions of the handiwork of the parochas. One Pasuk states, it's my Sirochem, a work of an embroiderer. And another Pasuk states, it was my Sirochem, the work of a designer. And the difference is, is that the work of the embroiderer has only one face, whereas the work of a designer has two faces. Rabbi and Rabbi Nechemi disagree about what this means, one face and two face. One says, my Sirochem means the fabric had a line embroidered on one side and was blank on the other. Therefore, it was only one face, whereas Maisa Khoshev had a line woven on each side, and therefore it was two faces. The other one said Maisa Rokim had a line embroidered on each side. The Tikkun explains that one face here means the identical face. Maisa Khoshev had a line embroidered on one side and an eagle woven on the other side, and that's why it was described as having two faces. Dav Chabes, so the Zimra Chabes is a cab. So here goes. The enthusiastic cab driver, cab driver, that must be more on Dav Chabes. 
the enthusiastic cab driver who had just consecrated a shekel and bikurim, which reminds the last mission of the Masechta states that shkalim bikurim ain't no hagim el The mitzvahs of shkalim bikurim apply only when the base of Mikdash exists. Aval meiser dagan, meiser behemah, bechoros nogim ben mifnei abayis, ben shol mifnei abayis. But the grain tithe, the animal tithe, and bechor offerings apply when the base of Mikdash exists and when it does not. The Tikkun Chadin explains that after the churban of the base of Mikdash, the land did not lose its kedusha. Therefore, all mitzvahs that are dependent on the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, including Tumas and Meisus, remain in effect. The Rush explains that the law of bechor offerings continue to apply since the bechor is automatically sanctified from birth. The mission concludes, If one was Maktishkalim or Bikurim, they are Kodesh. Rabbi Shimon says, Bikurim do not become Kodesh. So the enthusiastic cab driver who just consecrated a shekel and Bikurim and was playing Rosh Chodesh songs followed by Shabbos songs, which reminds the more as which has Din Kadima Shabbos Musaf offerings or Rosh Chodesh Musaf offerings. Rabbi Yirmi said that Rosh Chodesh Musaf offerings take precedence and his proof is from the Lacha that if the Levim have to sing both the Shir of Shabbos and the Shir of Rosh Chodesh, the Shir of Rosh Chodesh takes precedence. Rabbi Yosef refuted this proof. Rabbi Chia said, and then Rabbi Yochanan, that the Shir of Rosh Chodesh takes precedence in order to publicize and make it known that the day is Rosh Chodesh. The Tukhan Chadim brings Rabbi Yochanan's explanation from the Gemara and Sukkah that when the Shir of Rosh Chodesh is given prominence, everyone realizes that it was clear to Basin that Rosh Chodesh had been established properly, and no one will have any doubts about the matter. Rather, the Musaf of Shabbos takes precedence over the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh because of the rule called Tadim Chavero, Kodim Chavero, any mitzvah that is more frequent takes precedence over the other. Therefore, one shakes the Shabbos Musaf offerings and then recites the Shir of Rosh Chodesh over them. So the enthusiastic cab driver who had just consecrated a shekel and Bikurim and was playing Rosh Chodesh songs followed by Shabbos songs didn't notice the big sign that said shekels today are not Kodesh and will be considered old. Which reminds us that after the Gemara clarifies that Rabbi Shimon holds that Shkalim that one consecrated nowadays are not Kodesh, Rabbi Yudah and Tudari asked before Rabbi Yosef why Rabbi Shimon holds that money designated by a ger nowadays for his kinim are Kodesh, whereas monies designated for a shekel nowadays are not Kodesh. Rabbi Yosef answered that in the case of Shkalim, one may not designate them in the first place, because it's a mitzvah to bring offerings from the new collection of Shkalim, and this shekel will then be old. Therefore, the Rabban ruled that it does not become hectish to begin with. But in the case of money designated by Ger for his kinim, new money is not needed. And so if he designated money for his kinim, it becomes kadosh. So our standard similar to base is a house. So here goes. The Cohen who was sequestered in the stone house. Stone house? That must be more on Duff Bays. The Cohen who was sequestered in the stone house, full of stone and clay kaling for seven days, which reminds the opening Mishnah states that seven days before Yom Kippurim, they sequestered the Cohen Gadol from his house to the Barhedron chamber, and the Gemara brings another case in which a Cohen is sequestered, citing a mission from Par that states that seven days before the burning of the Parduma, they would sequester the Kohen who was to burn the para in the Lishka's base of Evan, the chamber of the stone house. It was called Lishka's base of Evan because all the procedures of the para were performed with kaling made of dung, stone, or clay. Because a tful yom is vowed for performing the avoda of the Paraduma, they would purposely render the Kohen tummy and immerse him in a mikvah, to negate the views of the Tzedukim who held that the Kohen had to be completely tahor. The Rabban therefore instituted using kaling made of dung, stone, or clay that are not makabal tumah, in order that they do not treat the paraduma lightly. So the Kohen, who was sequestered in the stone house, full of stone and clay kaling for seven days, with a welcome sign that read, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan says the source, that both the Kohen Gala before Yom Kippur and the Kohen performing the avoda of the paraduma 
are sequestered for seven days prior to their services is from the Pasuk and the Parsha of the Milwim, the installation of Aaron and his sons, as he did on this day, so Hashem commanded to do, to atone for you. Lasos, to do, this refers to the avoda of the para, to atone, this refers to the avoda of Yom Kippur. For these services too, the Kon Gadol must be sequestered. So the cone who was sequestered in the stone house, full of stone and clay kaling for seven days, with a welcome sign that read, was eager to get out. For a one-day service, which reminds us, which reminds us, the more challenges Rabbi Yochum's interpretation, the Chapir refers to the avoda of Yom Kippur and suggests that it could refer to the kapara gained by other kabbanas. After some analysis, the Gemara answers, "Danim yom echad, yom echad." We derive seven days of prisha for a one-day service, referring to Yom Kippur, from a prisha of seven days for a one-day service, referring to the eighth day of the inauguration. The Gemara brings two answers why the pasuk is not referring to Shemini Atzeres which could also be a case of Prisha of seven days for a one-day service. Daf Kimmel, so our symbol for Daf Kimmel is a gamal, a camel. So here goes. The curious camel. Curious camel? That must be more than Daf Gimel. Gamal. The curious camel, who always like to hang out with one ram and one bull, which reminds the more continues to challenge the word of Chapra refers to Yom Kippur and suggests that it could be referring to Shavuos, which is also a case of preaching for seven days for a one-day service. So Abishul answers, We derive a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to the Yom Kippur service, from a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to the Miluim. To the exclusion of Shavuos, where there are two rams, this is referring to the two rams brought with the Shdei Alechem. And the Gemara clarifies that we can even say that we follow the opinion of Rebbe Lezabur Shimon, who argues with Rebbe, and holds that there are two rams brought in Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, the two rams are of two different types, Chadul Chobos but Chadul Musafim. One coming as an obligation on the day, and the other for the Musaf offering. Rush explains that the Musaf is a supplement to the daily Tamid offering, as opposed to a special carbon called for on Yom Kippur. Accordingly, we could say that Yom Kippur, like the Miluim, possesses carbonus of one ram and one bull. This would exclude Shavuot, since both rams are offered as an obligation of the day. So the curious camel, who always liked to hang out with one ram and one bull, watched in fascination as the Kohen Gala performed a first-time service on the Mizbeach, which reminds us, Ravina provides a different reason why only the Yom Kippur service can be derived from the Miluim. He said, Dani avodah b'kohen gadol, ma'avodah b'kohen gadol, we derive a service performed by a Kohen Gala, referring to the Yom Kippur service, from a service likewise performed by a Kohen Gala, referring to the Miluim, as opposed to all other services mentioned, which are not performed by a Kohen Gala. Others say that Ravina said, Dani avodah t'chil, ma'avodah t'chil, we derive a first service from a first service. The Gemara clarifies that this means avodah t'chil b'makom, ma'avodah t'chil b'makom. We derive a service that was the first to be performed in a particular place, referring to Yom Kippur, which is the first avoda ever to be performed in the Kodesh Kodashim, from a service that was the first to be performed in a particular place, referring to the eighth day of the Miluim, which is the first time the avoda was done on the Mizbeach. So the curious camel, who always liked to hang out with one ram and one bull, watched in fascination as a Kohen Gala performed a first-time service on the Mizbeach, and then was enveloped by a cloud for six days. Which reminds us, Reish Lakish challenges Rabbi Yochanan's assertion that the Prisha of the Kongado is derived from the Milun and says the obligation to sequester comes from Har Sinai, where Moshe was sequestered before he could enter the Machin Shechina to receive the Torah. The Pasuk states, Yishkon Kvot Hashem Har Sinai Yamim, and the glory of Hashem rested on Har Sinai, and the cloud covered him for six days, referring to Moshe, and he called to Moshe on the seventh day. 
Now, what was the purpose of saying that Moshe was covered for six days? This creates a source for the general principle that anyone who enters the Machinishkina requires separation for six days beforehand. Our mission, which requires seven days of Prisha, is going according to Rabbi Yudim and Becerra, the Chayshutzumas Beso, who's concerned that the Kongalu might become tummy from his wife, who might unexpectedly become Anita. All right, now it's time to click with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you know that Rishonki says we derive the obligation to sequester from Harsinai, where Moshe was sequestered before he could enter the Machin Shechina, that's on Daf? Gimel. Good. Number two, which stuff do we have the Malkus between Rav Yosef and Rav Akiva, whether the cloud covered Moshe or the mountain, and whether it occurred before or after the Aseris of Yibros, that's on Daf? Dalad. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we learn that we derive the seven days of preaching for a one-day service referring to Yom Kippur from the seven days of preaching for the one-day service of the eighth day of the inauguration? That's on Duff. Bays. Good. Number four. Which stuff do we learn that Abba Shul says we derive a service that includes one bull and one ram referring to the Yom Kippur service from a service that includes one bull and one ram referring to the Meguim to the exclusion of Shavuos? That's on Duff. Gimel. Good. Number five. Which stuff do we learn that the cone who was to burn the paraduma was sequestered for seven days in the Lushka's base of Evan? That's on Duff. Base. Good. Number six. Which of the one that one should not share with another what someone told him unless he says he can repeat it? That's on Duff. Dalad. Good. Number seven. Which of the one that Rabbi Nassim said that the cloud was there to purge Moshe's innards and others say it was to instill fear? That's on Duff. Dalad. Good. Number eight. Which of the one that Shkalim and Bikurim only apply when the base of English exists? That's on Duff. Chav Beis and Shkalim. Good. Number nine. Which of the one that Rabbi Yochanan sourced for the preacher for Yom Kippur and for the Parduma? Was from the Pasuk Lasos Lekaper, that's on Duff. Base. Good. And number 10, which of the one that all spittle found in Yerushalayim had the din of Torah except that which was found in the Shukah Elyon, that's on Duff. Chafal of Excellent. All right, that concludes the Bob Quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.